you're a mom who loves herself as much as she loves her kids, or wants to remember how to, you are my people. This is your place. There's a reason that you found this podcast, and I can't wait to connect with you. My name is Jill, and I'm an entrepreneur turned life coach who helps moms transform their lives and up-level into the woman that they know they are, that they once were, and that they want to be again. My secret sauce is taking traditional development tools and curating them into a format that actually works for working moms. No BS. You'll hear from both myself and some rockstar guests. We chat about everything from mom guilt to manifestation, female empowerment to productivity, from habits to goal setting, and we do it all in 30 minutes or less because you're busy. So if you're ready to live into your potential, learn and grow with a sassy, sometimes sweary friend who tells it like it is, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Grow Like a Mother podcast. I am really excited today to have another amazing guest for you guys. Her name is Deb Blum, and she is uh, she's a whole bunch of things. Her zone of genius is really just in supporting women um, to help them develop emotional closeness with themselves so that they can have the emotionally connected relationships that they long for with others. So it really starts with ourselves, which is what we're all about on this podcast. Um, Deb's been an empowerment and transformational coach for women for over a decade. And um, she has pulled together everything she's learned on her own path and from her clients into a self-paced online course um, called The Whole Soul Way, which I'm really excited about hearing about. Um, you know, as as an empty nester, Deb and I were just chatting before I hit record, her kids are 19 and 21. So she's been through all of the young kids stuff and she understands the complexities of balancing the personal growth with the family responsibilities, um, which is why I'm so excited to talk to her today. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you. And uh, as before we get in, I just sort of want to get grounded in the conversation and see if there's anything that feels important for you to share or relevant um, in addition to sort of the the basic bio information about you. Mm, probably not. I think we'll probably cover anything when we're when we're talking. As we dive in. Yeah, it's so fun. I love how these conversations can just sort of flow. Um, one thing that I saw that you did some work in that I was really interested in was along the topic of reparenting. And this is something that I have um, heard of and um, in- investigated a little bit, but I suspect that many of the listeners either haven't heard of it or um, haven't taken a deep dive in. And I wonder if you can explain first off, what is reparenting, um, and how can we how can we get started with that practice, like in the midst of all the craziness that we're already doing? Totally. Okay, yeah. it's one of my favorite topics. It's so funny. I went to school to be a health coach, then a life coach, and then a parent coach. And I thought I wanted to be a parenting coach. And I later realized that what I did in my parent coach training was learned how to help parents parent themselves. So I actually felt like I learned how to do the reparenting stuff through becoming a parent coach. Um, so well, here's what I think. I, I I don't know that I have a specific definition, but I would say it's something like this. Very few people, once they are launched into the world, say at 18 years old, 
and we are called adults, very few of us um, really, well, there are several things that didn't happen, but very few of us are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically mature. So we are physically maybe mature and maybe we're expected to do certain adult things in the world, but most of us never got all of the emotional needs met that we had. We didn't, we didn't get to experience the kinds of things, the kinds of relationships that allowed us to mature into wholeness. And so I like to say that when we're 18 years old, it's now our time to pick up where our parents left off. Mm-hmm. And like kind of to take the baton and to realize that now it's on us to mature. It's on us to grow ourselves up. And that means that we are going to oftentimes have to do things that we're going to have to look back at our childhood and see these things didn't, it's not just emotional, by the way, it also can be practical things that we didn't learn, but that I do believe it's important to acknowledge the pain that we got, that we experienced by not getting our emotional needs met and even sometimes not getting practical things taken care of for us. I think it's incredibly important to acknowledge that that's part of the healing process. That's actually part of the reparenting process. And if we keep holding on to the belief that our parents didn't give us everything that we need and everything that we needed and wanted, I would say. What will often happen is we'll just stay stunted through our lives because we'll be holding on to bitterness and resentment and frustration and disappointment. And and the reality is our parents um, oftentimes didn't, they don't even know what they did. They don't, maybe they don't have the capacity to give us what we needed. They, they might not have gotten it themselves and they didn't do the inner work to get to the place where they could. And so waiting around being disappointed in what they didn't give us is really causing us more suffering. And, but the problem is we don't get taught that there's another way. And that's where I come in with reparenting, which is this idea that you step in as the parent you most needed and wanted as a child, and you give to yourself the things that you didn't get. So what I'll say is this, as a child, we actually did deserve to be loved and attuned to. And every child wanted and needed that. That is just true and real. And most of us don't get all of those needs met. And that might be a forever thing. That might be that humans can't can't figure out what another person needs just enough to be able to be that perfect. Even though from what I understand from attachment theory, attunement, the ability to actually like connect to your child and attune to them really only has to happen something like 30% of the time in order to cultivate an, a securely attached child. So it's not like we're trying to say anyone needs to be perfect. Our parents are going to miss the mark. We're going to miss the mark. We miss the mark. We have to have some grace for that. And if, but if we believe that when our parents didn't do those things for us, that we are now forever doomed and that we're never going to be able to have secure attachment or we're never going to be able to be happy and we're never going to be fulfilled in our relationships. If we believe that, that is a really depressing way to live, right? Is to believe that because I didn't get these things as a child or because I got abused as a child or I got mistreated as a child, I would say almost everybody has had experienced some form of childhood emotional neglect 
up until this generation and maybe still, but I think Gen X, baby boomers, I think they've almost all experienced some form of emotional neglect. Some people also experienced emotional abuse. Is no excuse for it in some in some ways. Like if you want to look at it purely from a child's perspective, like, oh, I'm so mad that that happened. It shouldn't be happening, right? But then if we say, okay, but it did. What do we have as an alternative? Reparenting. So what we do is we come in and we notice the things that we're longing for in the world. What did we wish our parents did for us? What are we wishing our partner to, would do for us? What is it that disappoints us in our friendships? And we use all that as information to be able to inform us. Oh, those must be things that I didn't get when I was a child. How can I give those to myself? Mm. So many things. You said that so eloquently. Thank you for that mm. explanation. It painted such a, a thorough picture for me. Um, and one thing I just want to acknowledge is even if it's something that's maybe not as like, it's not necessarily neglect, abuse, or trauma, but previous generations to ours, parents did not um, have the tools that we have for sort of um, development, growth, self-awareness. Like they just didn't have the tools. And it's so interesting now that we have the tools to be able to use on ourselves and then on our kids. Like it's just, it, I feel like we're really turning a page in terms of that, which is fantastic. So um, my prayer is that reparenting is like a a temporary need. You know what I mean? Like in future generations yeah. that, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but, um, two questions came to mind as, as you were talking. Um, well, one, one sort of statement was rather than a question is that self, um, reparenting is, is really about claiming self-empowerment. Would you, would you say that's kind of like, being able to do the yeah. the parenting for yourself without necessarily um, you're able to claim responsibility for it. And you're able to sort of say, okay, I can let go of, and I've got this, you know, with help. Um, yeah. Is it ever too late to start reparenting yourself? No way. <laughs> um, you know, so you talk about this idea that it's self-empowerment. I mean, it is. And I think as moms or as parents, I think one of the things that is important is that we we do this so that we, because even if we try our best to parent our children in a way where we're so much more conscious and, um, you know, when I was talking about neglect, I just want to be really explicit that I'm usually talking about emotional neglect because most of us, even if we got a lot of um, real great support in many, many ways and our parents were around, you're right. They didn't have the tools to be able to tap in and allow our feelings and our needs. And, you know, if we had big, messy feelings and we were oftentimes told, no, you know, you, can't, you don't do that, you know, whatever that is, um, it's too uncomfortable for me. So I think that, um, when we are looking at our children, raising our children oftentimes, and I'm going to just tell you just to be completely honest with you that like for the first seven, eight years of my children's li lives, I, I was not emotionally available, like not emotionally connected to myself. And so we can do a lot of great things, but the best thing is when we as parents become, we reparent ourselves and we heal and we, we come into a greater wholeness for ourselves. And then not only, it's not just a bunch of strategies and tools, it becomes literally a way of being. Right. So like I'm able to, I'm being the change I wish to see in the future generations. So that's the first thing. So that's the ultimate empowerment. It's like, we have the power. Moms are parents in general. It's amazing. We are 
literally raising the future of humanity. I mean, it is so cool. It's so cool. And so then to the question of, can it ever, is it ever too late? Well, first of all, I will tell you, I have women in my program who my, the oldest woman in my program is 68 and she's doing magical work and changing her life because of what she's doing. And she's also having the ripple effect of her adult children who are now feeling like they have a safer place to be able to come to speak to her. And they're now doing reparenting work on themselves because they hadn't heard of it before. And she's able to invite that that, you know, that new relationship, this new relationship from greater wholeness. So no way, never too late. And there's also, um, I believe that healing happens. Um, when you look at say being a cycle breaker and, and like changing patterns, you know, breaking generational patterns and things like that. When you look at that, um, there, it's not just a, like a woo woo statement to say it changes the past and the future, but it literally does. Like Mm -hmm. you can see the, our children will, unravel some things from their past that happened between us. It kind of unravels as we unravel things here. And I happen to believe it does go back to prior generation. So, and, um, and then obviously the future. So nope, I don't think you can ever be too late. I think you, I think if you were with someone on their deathbed and you taught them something, a way to connect to their inner child in that moment, to reparent their own inner child. I believe that you, they would have healing that would be, um, that would have, they, they would die differently mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. The energy Just in one so, moment. Yeah, yeah. It's so powerful, right? Yeah. And it's really, I love how you sort of brought that into perspective in terms of, I was, I was going to ask you, how can this help us to be better parents? But it's interesting that it, I was thinking about kids like as you raise them, right? But I love how you said about your client who's in her late 60s, she's no longer raising her kids, but it still helps her in her parenting. Like so cool. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and then it's opening this up for her children. Yeah. You know, and this is like, you know, you're looking at she's in a very different generation than her children and her children's children will be. And, but yet she's un she's unraveling it so they can unravel it. So that when they raise their children, if that's what they choose to do, they're going to be in a different place in their um, ability to parent and who they be in the world, you know, not just yeah. in how they act in the world, but in who they be. Yeah. Totally. And I think it's so cool that there are like coaches and support for this type of thing, because if we were going to try and do this like by ourselves or like we wouldn't even know where to start, right? We wouldn't even know that it was a thing that we could do. So the fact that there are leaders out there like you sort of doing the work and guiding the way and how cool is it to be able to like be held by someone who knows how to get there and be able to get there faster and then to be able to see that ripple effect for your family faster, right? Like as you were saying in the intro, but all the different coaching you had done in the different areas, I was thinking how interesting it is that all of a sudden coaching, I mean, you're talking a decade or more back, but now coaching seems so prevalent, right? And there's a a parent coach, there's a sleep coach, there's a nutrition coach, there's literally a coach for anything you want. And people who haven't done it don't understand the value. They're like, oh, what does that mean? You're a coach. Like, "Mm, I don't, I don't get it. But it's, I mean, I personally have hired so many coaches, business coaches and all the rest. Um, the transformation that comes from having someone lead the way for you, um, you're still doing the work. Um, it's just at a more rapid 
transformational sort of pace, right? And to have someone there to support and hold you through that. So just on a tangent to plug the whole idea of like, aren't we lucky, you know, mm. to have coaching mm. as a as a thing now? Yeah, well, all of us, because I too have benefited from so many coaches in my life who have been on the path before me. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because when I went to therapy first, it was wonderful. And I learned a lot of this through therapy, but it did take me, honestly, it took, it took me a decade to learn what now these women are learning in a few weeks of the program, they're starting to already have some big shifts in understanding it. And then through the entire program and ongoing, and I, I feel like, like things are speeding up too. you know, mm -hmm. our knowledge and our awareness. And a lot of what we're doing, talking about here, it's not really new. Like people talked about this in prior generations and stuff, but it, we're, we're taking it and we're putting it into some, I think, context that feels more resonant with us that actually lands mm -hmm. and that is more accessible. Yeah. And the fact that we're building community around it. It's not totally. like, it's not woo. It's not weird. It's not something you do in your basement by yourself. And you don't want to talk to your friends about there are communities and like group programs. And so like, what's, I want to hear about the whole soul program and what that's all about and what that looks like. Because, um, I mean, from experience group programs are one of the most powerful, um, ways for me to make change. So can you tell us a bit about it? Oh yeah, we'd love to. Well, one thing is that because reparenting is something that's a little bit hard to grasp, I feel like that's one of the one of the things that when someone says something like just love yourself more or, you know, become step in as your own parent or, you know, um hold your inner child, a lot of times that just feels it just feels weird, but it also is well, how would that work and why would that work, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like what I do is I do guide people through this. It's a six-step process and the way that we do it, it's very experiential, but it's mm -hmm. also very community-oriented, as you said. So when they come in, they're learning things like, I think the hardest thing is that we all have this really strong ego defense mechanism, this strong fear response and defensiveness that comes up in us and all these ways we cope. And oftentimes what people will do is say, just love yourself, just say kind things to yourself, just, you know, um, don't do that anymore. If you don't want to do it, say no when you want. And, but the problem is that if we don't first talk about all the reasons why we do the things we do that don't serve us, we will really never get, we'll, we'll never be able to break through it. So I actually encourage people to reparent the parts of them that are defensive, the parts mm. of them that come, came in and did things that maybe when they were children was really, really in service to their safety and their survival, or just even their um, adaptation to their environment. But then now as adults, we're like, wait a second, this is actually interfering with the way that I relate to people. This is interfering with the love that I want. So I start there. And then I work through the details of how to parent ourselves, not the you know, like Carrie Ferry of it, like the details, the how every single day and that it's a practice. It's not a, it's a practice. It's a life practice. And um, so I, and I also really do believe that um, meditation can be really hard for people. Not everybody's going to get to that place where they can really have these aha moments through meditation. So I use self-inquiry and that's, so we do more journaling is the approach of it. So it's an, a more active form of meditation and mindfulness that 
a lot of people, women who have busy minds and high expectations do better with that. So, and, uh, and, and I teach how to self-coach. My goal is I used to be a consultant and I always said my job was to work myself out of a job yeah. as a coach. My job is to work myself out of being a coach. Like my go- job is to guide you to become your own coach so that you can do this for the rest of your life and not, and then maybe go on to other, other coaches and other um, bodies of, of healing work that will take you even deeper than I'm going to take you. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to like, say, go, go forth and, and, you know, love yourself more and be more authentic, but you know, through your own future ways of doing it. So that's a, it's a six month program. I have done it through live cohorts up until recently. So that means I always brought people through these very small containers and you talk about community. It's un believable. These women will say like, these are my people. These who I come, this is who I come to, this is who I, I trust. And I bring everything to, they open their hearts fully in these safe environments. And then now that those women have gone through, they hold this online container. Mm. And now I'm sort of blown away by them. I'm like, you, I couldn't have said it better than you did. Like, you know, your response to the women who are new in the group is like, sometimes actually better than what I would have ever said. It's beautiful to watch. It's humbling. That's incredible. Yeah. It's it's so nice to be reminded sometimes that like, even though we're the teacher, we can still be the student. Right. And it's like, oh, we're, we're always learning. That's the thing I love about life. We're literally always learning and growing. Always learning and growing. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I, uh, when I do bring a cohort through the program, I am in the midst of a third, my third cohort in it, but I also have people who are doing the DIY version. So I have a couple of cohorts at the same time. Um, but I go through the content again and I do it for myself and I'm always like, wow, there's still so much more, but you know, but we do, I say, we also, it's all incremental. You do one little bit of reparenting and it's pretty life-changing. Yeah. It's pretty life-changing. Can I give you a story about me when, about reparenting? Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a quick one, but, um, it was, I was back in, my son was, I was still laying in bed with him to, for him to go to sleep. Now my kids, that, that was a long time. So, you know, that was probably still like 10, 12 years old or something like that, but say 10 years old, I had had a, a family member who we had had some conflict with over the years and we invited her to come over to um, have dinner with us. And I texted her and invited her and then I didn't hear back. And that was like, say on Wednesday and now it's like Thursday and I haven't heard back. And so I'm all of a sudden going into this like spiral of that something's wrong. What did I do? I'm starting to think through how did I upset her? (laughs) Like, is she mad at us? Why isn't she responding now? It's Friday night or Saturday night. And it's still, she hasn't responded. I forget which night it was, but anyway, I'm now laying in bed with my son and I am, I worked myself up to be so stressed out, so worried. So I was unable to even be focused with him. I'm trying to read a book or we're reading and I, all of my energy is going toward my fear of, of something that I've upset her or hurt her or something. And of course that she's mad at me, which would be, which it's not just because I didn't want to hurt her. I'm like, I'm hurting, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'm laying there with him and he's falling asleep. And I have this memory. I had one time read this thing that if I would just connect to myself, I would feel better that, that like, I'm right now so focused out there and that my source of my connection is in me. And I'm seriously like, this is crazy stuff. Okay. So I'm thinking this is crazy. 
no, no, no. She needs to be happy for me to be happy. <laughs> like I need to work this relationship out before yeah, let the, you be know, codependent here. I'm, uh, <laughs> so I, so I remember what they said to do. They just said, put your hand on your heart and just say nice, loving things to yourself. So I feel nothing but uh, like agitation. So I'm like, okay, fine. And I put my hand on my heart and I'm like, okay, we're okay. We're going to be okay. This isn't, this is okay. She's probably just busy. We're okay right now. I love you. I'm okay. Like I just keep repeating this thing that I don't even know what I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm like, I feel better. My anxiety is dropping. I'm like, keep putting my hand, my heart's more. I'm like breathing. Okay. It's okay. So no joke. I get out of bed. I'm a different person. Hmm. I'm a totally different person. I sleep, I slept soundly that night, wake up the next morning to a text message from her saying, oh my gosh, we were out, you know, backpacking off the grid. Didn't even have my phone on. Sorry. I'm sorry. We missed. Can we see, can we go to dinner next weekend? What? I just like completely ruined my whole weekend for it and all that. But the moral of the story is we think that the pain is cover coming from our disconnection from other people or from their feelings about us. But really the biggest source of our pain is that we turned away from ourselves. We put our own happiness, inner peace, and, you know, sense of stability in someone else's hands. And what's really the core thing is to keep coming back and connecting to ourselves. And that's the, the tangible way to do that, sort of. But the tangible, I say that because I know it's not that easy, is reparenting, mm. is stepping in as the parent that we needed and wanted most. Another way to look at it is to become your best friend or to marry yourself. And some people do better with those. They're all kind of the same things which is how do I connect to me? I'm here like, like, I know we're not on video, but like I've got my hand on my heart and I'm like hugging myself. It's like, how do we physically, emotionally, psychologically connect to ourselves and become that for ourselves? And that was the beginning of me doing that. That was the beginning of me realizing that this, that they're onto something. This is yeah. actually real. Like this actually is healing. <laughs> and sometimes you have to do it experientially like that, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it's out of desperation. And sometimes it won't work the exact same way. Like that worked for me that like the people who are listening might say, oh, I'm going to do that tonight. It might not be the exact thing you need. So sometimes it's trusting, like, what do I need right now? Yeah. Is it, is it talking? Is it hugging myself? Is it a bath where I feel, you know, the warmth of the bath and I now close my eyes and imagine that's the warmth of someone else's loving arms around me. You know, we have to find our own creative ways to, to tap into what that feels like for us. Mm -hmm. There's two really important things that you mentioned that I just want to make sure people hear. And the first is that you don't have to get yourself all the way to the point of breaking before you try these things. Like, um, right. it's, it's, um, something that yes, you know, that's when the, for the most part, moms will wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to help themselves yeah. until they're broken. Um, but this is work that we can do, um, sort of preemptively. And then the other really important thing that you said was this might work for me, but not necessarily be the exact right tool for you. And that's something that I'm talking about all the time. Um, I mean, specifically, I like to talk about it in time management, like not all time management tips and tricks and tools are going to work for every single person. Um, so I sort of like divide them into five categories. Like, well, who are you <laughs> call them super moms? What kind of super mom are you? Because this type mm -hmm. of super mom needs these tools for time management. Whereas this one needs mm -hmm. these tools. So just being gracious and gentle with yourself as you're starting the process and, and feeling it out and, um, understanding that it's a, it's a practice. 
is how you're going to get the the best results. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. And I would just say like the, the hand to heart is a great one for people who do want to try something because you know what the really cool thing about hand to heart is you can be doing it when you're driving in the car. You can be doing it while you're in a business meeting on a zoom call. You can do it when you're with your children, while you're making dinner, it's a multitasking kind of a thing. And yeah. you can be energetically connecting to yourself and disconnected from everyone around you for a moment. And no one's going to notice if it's like three, mo- three moments, three breaths of hand to heart and saying, I'm here. You're not alone. I'm with you. You're telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this alone. You're not doing this alone. Cause you know, as moms, don't you think we feel alone a lot? Like oh. feel like we're kind of carrying it all. And so to be able to, to be that with ourselves. And then the other one is when you're hugging your children, like literally thinking that you have another child there, which is you on your lap and imagine the hugs that you're giving that you're giving them to your inner child too. So you're fulfilling those needs through the act of parenting your own children. That's so fantastic. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, those, I'm going to be trying those. That's for sure. Cause that's, I think I love these things that you can do that don't take any extra time. You know, that don't cost any money. that don't need expertise. You don't need to be facilitated by somebody else. It's just, it's all you. It's a tool in your pocket for when you need it. Right. Yes. Yes. And the one thing I'll say too, is that it is incredibly common when you are done listening to this podcast episode that you will actually forget what you learned here because, well, first of all, we all do, but there's something about this that I think our like defense mechanism comes in and is like, this is scary territory. Cause you're going to like, you know, go into feelings and things that are hard maybe, yeah. um, which you won't until you're ready, but you might. Um, and so you might want to make a post-it note uh, and put like hand to heart or something like that and put it on your computer because it'll keep reminding you because you'll forget about your inner child. And so we have to keep on remembering our inner child over and over again. And so just that might be a helpful thing to make a little note to yourself. That's a great idea or set like a reminder or an alarm in your phone because we can on label those alarms or like download this episode so you can refer back to it instead of having to like find it again. Like all of yes. those ways you can really set yourself up because so often when we're in those moments of like fight flight, when our sympathetic nervous system is crazy and we're in panic and we're overwhelmed, like we forget all of the tools, like our brains just built that way. We literally don't have space for the logic or, you know, like the parts of the brain that are functioning are not the same parts of the brain that you can use for logic and planning. And so yeah. you just can't remember your tools. So if you have them handy somewhere to refer to, you're doing yourself such a service and setting your future self up for success. Totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Deb, I know I'm already on your newsletter and your Instagram and loving that, um, that service that you provide and and the support, but can you tell people how they can work with you and how they can find you? Yeah. Well, the best thing is just to go to the wholesoulway.com and then you can find my down at the bottom. You can find links to my social media. I'm usually found under Deb Blum. Um, but if you want to, I also have the wholesaleway.com forward slash quiz and mm. you can take, you talked about having I like different the quiz. types of, yeah, the, this is a do it all spirit animal quiz and, yeah. um, the, and it's, I really feel like what it'll do is help you to be in those categories. Like you talked about time management and I think it's true. Like not everything works for everybody. And so this will help you to kind of understand a little bit about your do it all nature and how you can use self-love reparenting and like affirmations and things like that to, I don't know, I guess, just to find your way closer to yourself. 
Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Grow Like a Mother podcast this week. You can find more great tips, motivation, inspiration, and community on Instagram and Facebook at Grow Like a Mother on both platforms. And if you enjoyed today's show and wish that you had found it sooner, I invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. Doing so really helps promote the show to other moms just like you who want to grow and level up in their lives. And if you want to stay connected by email, I invite you to sign up for the email list by visiting the website, which is www.livingwithheart.ca or diving into the free five-part video series that I recorded just for you. You can find all of the links and the details in the show notes. Until next week, keep on growing like a mother.